Hi, Ron here, and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. When I read that, I almost hear like a universal sigh of relief. Finally, it is done. God has gotten what he wanted all along. He has finally come into being and sharing with us humans, with mankind. See, Jesus came along on the scene, and when he did, he was the living embodiment of the tabernacle. He was the presence of God amongst men. And Good Friday, which has just passed, we had the crucifixion. And the crucifixion ripped the very foundations of reality apart. So what happened when God was crucified? The sky went black, there was earthquakes... And in the tabernacle, the curtain tore from top to bottom. Now, this isn't a normal curtain like you'd have covering your windows. This thing was large, was heavy. If you read those details we're talking about before it goes into it, they actually needed horses to be able to move this thing. And God's presence was no longer there in the tabernacle in the Holy of Holies. But it was moved, it was transformed, and it came to lay on me, on you, on all of us. The big thing I want to ask is if God spent so much on getting the tabernacle right, every little fine detail, the right amount of gold, all those instructions, how much more did he spend on you? the new tabernacle, because you are the tabernacle of God. How much more detail, how much more did God spend on that? Everything you will ever need is in you now. You see, to give you a bit of an idea, I I had a bit of fun and worked this up this morning. So um, the menorah, which sat inside the tabernacle, was made of 90 pounds of gold. So that's about 40 kilos, 41 kilos of gold. Um, And as of this morning, with the the international gold rates, um, you're looking at $3.4 million in today's standard for cash for that one menorah. As we said, you know, Moses couldn't stand the glory of the tabernacle. Moses, who stood face to face with God. Just take that on in for a second. If that was the glory of a man-made tabernacle, then how much more glory is in one built by God's own hands? In you. In the new tabernacle. Now, the tabernacle itself had three courts. There was three sections. The first section you'd walk into had a uh, an altar for sacrifice, and off to the side there was a labor for cleaning. So 
the priests would sacrifice animals day in, day out, and get covered with blood, obviously. But they had to be cleansed in between. They had to have clean hands and feet. So there was a pool off to the side, this container of water for them to clean their hands and feet. So they were within the guidelines, the label. And then we went into the second chamber, the second part of the tabernacle, where we had the menorah off to one side. We had a table of showbread off to the other. You remember um, when, when David came into the temple and he took the showbread, that's what they're talking about. And in the middle was another altar, an altar for incense, to burn the incense. And the third room, the Holy of Holies, which contained the Ark of the Covenant. The interesting thing is if you draw a line through these artifacts, you will see a cross be formed through the sacrificial altar, through the table of the incense offering to the Holy of Holies and from the menorah, through the table of incense over to the showbread. It will form a cross in the tabernacle, except for the labor, the place where they wash the blood off, which would have been filled with water and blood, which is exactly what poured out of Jesus's side when he was stabbed with a spear. The cross is in the tabernacle. That's not all. There's more to it too. So there was three gates. The first one you walk through, the second one, the third one to go into the Holy of Holies. So the first one you went through was called the Way Gate. The second one, the Truth Gate. And the third one, the Life Gate. The Way, the Truth, and the Life. We've heard that before, haven't we? And the priests ran the tabernacle. And they would do their sacrifices. They would uh, do the incense offerings. And once a year on the Day of Atonement, with all the incense in the air, they would come into the Holy of Holies, which is where God's presence sat. But the problem was that the priests who ran the tabernacle were getting very wealthy of everyone who came to make sacrifices I think one of the main reasons why they wanted to kill Jesus was he was standing up to them against this uh, these priests getting wealthy of spiritual guilt. Now, we wouldn't see that today, would we? Not in our churches. And the three courts, the three different sections, stood for the parts of the human life. One, so the first one was the human body. The second one, through the truth gate, the human mind, and through the life gate, the human spirit. So you can see that we are the tabernacle of God. You are three in one, the representation of God through mind, body, spirit. So I'll read for you Exodus 19, 3-6. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord came to him, the mountain, and said, This is what 
you are to say to the house of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did in Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So who were the Israelites? The Israelites were a race of people, the holy race, the race of people who represent us. The Israelites were the people who were in captivity for 430 years, making pyramids and building up Egypt. The Israelites' story is one of captivity to freedom and back to captivity again, because they kept messing up. At the end of the Old Testament, we find it doesn't end very well for them. They're actually back in captivity. And 400 years later, we start the New Testament. Again, they're in oppression and slavery. And Jesus starts his ministry when he's 30. So it's been another 430 years of slavery. How would you go 430 years of making bricks without a day off? Jesus challenges and changes everything through his life and ministry. When he dies upon the cross, he gives us a new identity and a new mission. With the tearing of that curtain and the destruction of the tabernacle and the tabernacle moving from this place where God sits to being in us, where we are the tabernacle of God. We are given a new identity as we read. We are a treasured possession of God. And we are given a new mission. And that mission is, you are to become a kingdom of priests. You are my kingdom of priests. So the question is, what was a priest supposed to do? See, a priest in those times, well, in, in all times, was someone who was meant to represent God, was meant to look like God for the whole world. Now, it's very important not to forget what God saved you from from each and every one of us or you run the risk of looking down on everyone who's not quite where you are yet the tabernacle was god giving us a way to spend time with him again the crucifixion moved it to where we are in us we are the tabernacle of god we're given the identity you are my treasured possession and a new mission to be a kingdom of priests. See, God never called us to articulate a message, to get out there and tell people what they're doing wrong, tell people they're going to hell, to, to 
do these sort of things. God was always looking for a body to put his head on. You've heard of the church called the body of Christ, the tabernacle, us. We are the body of Christ. We are that body which God wants to put his head on. We are meant to be a message. You know, God called Moses up the mountain and gave him these instructions. He was meant to be a message. He had a stutter and was concerned about not being able to articulate and give this message correctly or the, give it justice. But that wasn't the point. That wasn't the point of what he had to say. He was the message. Everything that happens in the world, when we say, where is God, when we look at the genocide happening around the world or, or some of the horrific things which go on, you know, people ask, where is God? Maybe God is asking, where is my body? Where is the tabernacle? We are meant to be the message. We are meant to be the body. We are meant to go to those places. We're not here to judge others or to tell everyone what they're doing wrong. We are here to take action. Be the message. God doesn't need us to stand up for him. That is not our job. We are not meant to be or articulate we're not meant to articulate the message we are meant to be the message to be his body and go where others need love where others need help god is not looking for those who've got the bumper sticker with a fish on the end of it or a shirt with some catchy christian message and he's not looking for someone who can chapter and verse everything he is looking for a body to take his head everywhere it is needed. You know, there is no price to pay in giving others or telling other people where they're going wrong, but there is always a price to pay in being the message, whether it's supporting an orphanage or whatever it is, there is always a cost involved. I have three questions I want to leave you with today. Where is God's tabernacle? What is your new mission? And the biggest one, how can you be like God to someone today? How can you represent Christ to someone today? It doesn't have to be huge things how you talk to people, how you treat your family, pick up the phone and call someone in these times of isolation. Do something. Well, I guess we'll finish with a little prayer, but that's kind of a rundown on where we went tonight. Let's just keep it simple. Father, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice through Jesus Christ, your Son. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and to work, to bring you praise and glory. Amen. Talk again soon. Thank you for listening to another episode. 
And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today.